Hey folks, it's Mike here. This week on Contact, we have Justin Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack. Motion City is going to be releasing their sixth album, Panic Stations, on Friday. I met up with Justin in Hartford in July for this recording while Motion was in the middle, well, middle to end of their Commit This to Memory 10-year anniversary tour. I feel like I've been saying this more and more, but this episode was a really special one for me. I grew up listening to... Motion City. I remember playing them driving to school and feeling crazy and excited, and, and we we talk a little bit about that in the show. Justin is a wonderful, wonderful guy and was open and gracious through the whole interview. I really couldn't ask for a better guest for the show. I'm curious to hear what you think. You can get to us at Ally Coalition on Twitter and Facebook. We are also on iTunes. If you could, just take two minutes to rate and review the show over there. It'll help us keep building this project more and more. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. It means a lot to me and the Ally Coalition. Let's start the show. So everybody, this is Mike. I am sitting here with... Justin Courtney Pierre. Uh, many of you may know me from such acts as uh, The Facts of Life, um, Do the Right Thing, and uh, Can... Not the band, can the movie. I More recently, though. Uh, uh, Motion City soundtrack, <laughs> human being. Um, I sing and play guitar. I sing slightly better than I play guitar. Uh, truth be told, I'm kind of a hack, but sh- you don't need to know that. I don't think that's true. Stop it. Go on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we, are, we are sitting on the ground in, in the Webster Theater in a very nice dressing room. This is very nice. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering, how, how's tour going for you? How are you, how are you feeling? So far, so good. Um, I think like the biggest change for me is I just had a kid. Actually, my wife had the kid, but uh, well. you know, I, I I'm I'm a participant in that in that whole scenario, and um, and so this is like the third. I think this is the th- oh, is this the second or the third? I think it's the third little jaunt that we've done. Um, and like the first one was five days. The next one was like a week and a half. This one is three weeks. And I, I, I foresee a couple months of touring coming up. And so that's going to be even harder. But so that's a new adjustment. And I know that's not exactly what you asked, but that's kind of where my mind is right now is like wanting to be there. Not like not wanting to be here, but I'm, I'm enjoying this and I get to sleep and I get to do a lot of things that my wife doesn't get to do because she's taking care of the kid. But um, so that's that's like my thought process is I'm I'm enjoying this because I know that when I go back there, it's going to be work, but it's going to be also a different kind of enjoyment. I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm, it, it's both work. It's both enjoyable, um, but I'm having certain types of fun out here on the road that I can't at home. Like I, uh, when I'm home, I, I never see movies in the theater. And when I'm on tour, like I have a day off, I can go see a movie in a the theater, which is kind of cool. Um, so it's, it's, it's the little things. Um, but the tour itself is going great. This is our second leg. Uh, and I'll let you speak in a minute. Um, it's, no worries. It's the, this is better. Uh, it's the second leg of our Commit This to Memory 10-year anniversary tour. And um, and so we did, I don't know, we did a bit in January, February of last year, or of this year. And then, um, and then, and part of the reason that we're doing this tour is that we weren't able to come to places, you know, like Florida. And, and, um, and we ended up, um, because when, when we, ha- when we had the kid, um, 
we were going to do a different tour. We were going to put out a record earlier, and then that kind of changed things. And so we had to – anyway, it's a long story short. So so this was our, our way to get to some of the places that we weren't able to on the last leg of that tour. I hope you only have two more questions because it's going to take me at least 15 minutes to answer each of them. This is good. It's great. It's great when people are, like, effusive and, and want to talk. Instead of no, yes, no, sure, <laughs> Yeah. We did one of those not too long ago, and it was it, it, it took about 20 minutes to really like pick under the skin, and then then we had 10 minutes left, and it was like, oh, and here are all the answers that you wanted the whole time. So that like it worked out, but it was it was definitely yeah hammer and tongs for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed I noticed your your so like you you said that you're playing kind of like secondary markets this time around. Um, not I don't know what the it, it's more that we missed some places that we weren't able to get to. Like okay. like we couldn't even like. When we tried to put the tour together for the first half of this, we there was n- literally there were no no places in Florida had any openings for us. So we, we you know we got a lot of angry emails and uh, and things. And so this was us trying to fit and 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 play a lot of those other places that we just weren't able to because of we had to book it so quickly to when it was happening. Um, so that that's really the main factor in that. So, so what what is your relationship like with your fans? You just mentioned that like you have a bit of a back and forth with your fans. Like, what, how how does that work a for you? A bit of a back and forth, more <laughs> more of a forth than the back and forth. But uh, uh, yeah, I I sort of took over like all the social media stuff in the last few years, and I'm I'm not great at it, but it's uh, I tend to be very silent between the time that we play and the next show in order to preserve my voice because I just I tend to lose it easily and a lot um, it's been kind of the bane of our existence um, but you may or may not know that uh, and I think I've, I've learned techniques in order to you know if I'm losing my voice I sing differently and and all of that but uh, so so for me just the you know using Facebook Twitter and all that stuff uh, it's a way for me to actually communicate with people even though I'm not you know it's 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 not the same as like a one-on-one but it's 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 the I guess it's not even new, but it's a, a newer version of one-on-one, you know, and I like that. I like being able to do that. Um, so I'll do that through Motion City and then just my own personal, the personal one I can get, I can get away with more and go off, you know, off book a bit. Uh, but with the Motion City one, I try to keep it, you know, uh, with what I guess our, the five of us are cool with. Um, I don't really know what I'm saying, but uh, yeah. Did I answer your question? I don't know. Did you ask a question? Yeah. Was I just talking? No, the question the question what was happened? like what what is the what is the back and forth with your fans like? Is the Oh. Yeah. Uh no, I didn't have a thought. I'm just remembering <laughs> that you asked that question. Uh, is um it, so mm-hmm. is the is the sort of like not not censoring yourself but like keeping it a little bit cleaner on the motion city thing something that you like impose on yourself or is that something that like Well, I I just have such a, a ridiculous amount of well, okay. Yeah, the my interests, plural, are very different. All five of us, I think, have different sort of things that we're into, you know. And so I try to curb that and just focus on music in the band. And and I've been getting better at, like, seeking out and finding, you know, random art that people have made or strange things or just photos from this night or that night and then just reposting them because, I don't know, it's it's cool to find that stuff and then I think people get a kick out of that um and then with my own stuff I'm just stupid it's mostly like I just repost things about the x-files or wet hot american summer and uh the new shows that are coming out and 
you know, and just random things. And my wife has to, um, she often censors my tweets uh, because I'll, I'll think of something I think is really funny and she'll say, well, you're not a comedian, so I don't know that you can get away with this. And it's not like I, I don't have a good example for you, but I'll, uh, you know, she also will stop me from posting something that only two people in the world will know. You know, like I'll reference something super obscure, um, but I still kind of do that like whenever I'm on tour, just cause I don't know, I get a kick out of it. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you follow my sites, it, it is mostly just, you know, pictures of Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny and, you know, with a random thought here and there. Big X-Files fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm watching, um, I'm, I'm re-watching the entire series right now. Uh, and listening, there's a great podcast called The X-Files Files at Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah Kumail. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm, uh, and I've been listening to that, and that's great. And I'm super excited. So I'm going to try to do all of that before the, the, the series comes out again. Um, that's one, of, yeah, one thing I'm doing. Um, that makes sense. Some, some of the some of the sort of obscure references, like, although, although you're talking a little bit about, like, keeping those out of your tweets, that comes out in your songs a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if they're as ob- obscure. Um, I, 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 well, the one thing I don't know. I'm just gonna, I'm going to go off on this tangent, but I I'm know ready. that uh, like I used to, for some reason, I was obsessed with um, um, a- advertisement jingles from the '80s because they just got stuck in my head. Like I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid. And so a lot of those made it into our, or maybe not even a lot of them, maybe just a couple of them. But I feel like, I feel like, uh, like redefining beautiful. I think that was like L'Oreal or something. That was, that was a line. Uh, um, um, uh, better by design, I think was a, a furniture store slogan. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the, this one modern chemistry, uh, uh, I believe in crystal light cause I believe in me. <laughs> actually sang in a song uh yeah and i was like obsessed with that and i was trying to figure out ways to get other things in there and, and and then also just like the pop culture stuff that i was into all got remade now so now i feel like people think that i'm talking about transformers like with mark Wahlberg, but i'm really it was all about like the cartoon which wasn't that great but like i was in love with it as a kid and i loved playing with those like the action figures the transformers they were so rad um yeah, and then like I referenced Twin Peaks once, and like now that's coming back too. Yeah, which is, I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's what you were asking, but uh, references. Those are some of the things. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm just I'm I'm now thinking while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, that's better. Um, so so you talked a little bit about Transformers. Like when you're when you're doing that songwriting, is is the whole song about when you are no. that age or? Uh, no, I think I think for me it was like the way I th- I think I I mean it's hard to tell because a lot of the stuff I do I just kind of go with my gut and and just sort of um, I find an idea yeah I don't know to I okay there's so many ways I could answer this uh, in terms of references I think I use those as sort of shortcuts to get you from point A to point B or like if I you know were to reference something I think there's an association with that thing and and most you know 90% of the people know what that is or they'll go oh yeah I know that I get it and then it kind of it sort of like allows you to say you know 50 words in by using just one 
I don't know. At least that's that's kind of the way I I thought of it in terms of writing. Um, and then I started. I feel like I went. I got away from that a bit. Um, you know, after like the third or fourth record, and then I don't know if I I put a couple things in this new record, but not a whole lot. There is an X Files reference in this new record. I think I actually do say the truth is out there at some point. Uh, Are you smoking a cigarette on the cover? No, 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 I don't. I quit smoking. Um, It's it's, it's a terrible habit. I urge no one to use it. Um, Me too. Yeah. Uh, But I forgot what I was saying. Uh, We were kind of vaguely on like references and Transformers and Ah, somewhere in there. Yeah, Transformers, all about them. Uh, I have not seen the new movie. I don't think I even saw the third. I think I saw the first one. I was just excited about the idea, and I thought it was interesting to look at. But, uh, you know, I was more a fan of the toys, I think. So so that's so interesting, though. Like, I, uh, my experience with Transformers, I'm 24, is, okay. is the movies. Like, I was a little bit late to the cartoon. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever seen the cartoons, really. I don't know if it's good, but I, and, and here's the other thing, and I think I just cut you off. I'm sorry, but I'll just... Uh, this is about you. Okay. <laughs> let's, you know, enough about me, but let's talk about me. Uh, the... They had these amazing toys, and I believe that they were made out of metal, mostly metal. But yeah, they were just so intricate and wonderful, and I think that they re-kind of brought the toys back, but they're all like real cheap plastic, and they don't really do as much as they used to. Um, and I could be totally lying here, but I feel I feel like, yeah, like the old school 1980s Transformer toys were amazing. Um, and... Uh, and that's, I don't know, like really when I think about Transformers, it's more about, we were really talking, this is the most I've ever talked about Transformers, but I, I just think about, you know, times playing with those machines and just the ability to, to turn them from one thing into another, you know, and I don't know, it was just kind of fun. It was like a weird, it was like, a, like these weird little puzzles. So does that come up for you? Like when you're doing those songs again on stage, are you, are you back there? No, I think when I'm doing (laughs) those songs on stage, I'm just like trying to do a good job and I'm very focused on what I, I I don't know. I tend to worry a lot. And so, uh, I'm just trying, I don't know. sounds horrible. Like I don't, but yeah, my, my main goal every night is just to do a good job and to, you know, hopefully people leave and they're like happy and they're not bummed out. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, I don't know how to say this without sounding weird, but like last night we played a show and we got way off book. We just kind of were being ridiculous and I kept like flubbing things up and forgetting, you know, but like the more fun I have, the more like kind of sloppy I get. So I try to keep my mind focused and then it's like, you know, I try to get to the show and do a good performance and then it's after the show that I go, okay, how was that? And I'm like, that was a good experience, you know, but in the, while it's happening, I think a lot of times I'm just concentrating, but I've been, I've been getting better at, at like kind of, you know, letting go, but it's just, it's like, I have to just be so focused on what I'm doing. Otherwise I, I lose my spot. I just, my memory is not the greatest. And if I lose my place in a song, oftentimes I have to go back to the beginning to figure out what it is. Like I can't just come in. So that happens frequently and that's a bum out. Um, well, not frequently, but I'd say every few shows I forget something and I'm, I just hate it. But I used to melt down a lot at shows when I was younger, like where it would just be the end of the world if I screwed up. And now if I mess up pretty big, I just sort of start over. Like after the next song, I'm like, okay, I'm starting over. And then I can usually like, you know, get myself out of it. But it took, you know, 10 years of working toward that to, to make happen. 
that anxiety about messing up on stage is that for you or is that for the fans? Like who are you who are you worried about letting down? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if I ever went that deep. I think I mean I think I thought it was about I just don't want like it, okay. My thought is that somebody has spent a significant amount of money and set aside a time and a place to come like they're they they've figured out their lives around this event. And if I can't bring it, you know, for that hour, hour and a half that I'm on stage, like that's like my only job really, you know? So to mess up, it just seems like un, it's just very uncool, but people are very forgiving. And I think that they often laugh and they're like, okay, he's, you know, whatever. But, um, I think that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I really thought about if it was for me or for them, but I think in general, I just don't like to, I just like to be good or, you know, like a, a, a good performer. I like to have it together, you know? And I think, uh, I just, I don't know, but I do make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I don't know. Are you a little bit more at home in the, in the songwriting part of your, so like you, you are a performer, that is your job, but also your job is to like put out stuff mm. right i definitely enjoy the writing most although it is miserable in its own way i think all of it's both exciting fun and miserable uh but i do i do i think the idea stage is the best like when you get an idea and then it's trying to find how to like make that idea into a, a, a fully functioning song like reality and then there's recording that and then that becomes something else and it gets mixed and it gets mastered and then it's a song that exists. And then, and then as, as far as like pulling that off live and performing that live, that's, I feel like sometimes that can be very fun and sometimes it can be excruciating, especially when, um, like there's a couple songs. Well, there's one song that we're playing on the tour right now where like my feet have to do so much work switching pedals to different things and like I'm trying to sing. And so I just feel like I'm not giving the audience my full attention because I'm always looking down at the floor or at my hands. Uh, And so that that stuff's going to work itself out over time. So it's interesting. Like, you know, we're on this Commit This to Memory 10 year anniversary tour. And with that, a lot of the songs kind of play themselves. Like my hands just go to the right place and I, you know, and I know those songs. But then with the new songs, it, there's a lot more stuff to work out. What is it? What is it like playing stuff that? So like new stuff, obviously your audience is into. Like you, you have a following; they want to hear what you're putting out. What is it like to play stuff from "Commit This to Memory" that like, you know, people have tattoos of? People have like, re- like that. Those songs have helped people in a in a way that's not. That's regular. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's fantastic seeing you know people come up with you know your album cover tattooed on them and there's some uh, like you know lyrics that you wrote tattooed over you know you know scars and things you know and it's just it's i try to i mean and i think people know this but they'll say things like you helped me not kill myself or you helped me do this or do that and it's huge and i often don't know what to say and i try to just you know point out that they were the ones that actually did the work our music you know was merely a catalyst for that and I'm glad you know it's kind of like just being at the right place at the right time hearing something and I'm not trying to downplay what you know what a song can do for someone but it 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 is sometimes all you need I think is 
I don't know, to re- even to relate to somebody else, like somebody who wrote a song and said something. And in that song, it hit you in a certain way and you're like, oh, that person's been there or they understand what I'm going through. That, And you just kind of hold on to it and it gives you hope, strength or whatever. Um, and I do think that sometimes that can be enough. Um, but I also try to tell people like, hey, you did this. Like, you know, we just maybe gave you a little, a little nugget of something that you could hold on to. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, it is, it is pretty far out. And I don't, you know, I think I wasn't, I mean, cause I'm trying to think of like when we started playing music, I don't even think there was, I think Facebook had just kind of come out, you know? So, so there wasn't a lot, a lot of the social media stuff going on, or at least I wasn't aware of it. And so just in the last couple of years, I feel like I get a lot more of those messages of, you know, people saying, Hey, you helped me through this hard time or, you know, and, and I still, I get that a lot and it's um and it's kind of amazing like it's a totally um it's a uh it's like an accidental um byproduct of just writing your life story or whatever and you put it out and then suddenly people are helped by it like it's pretty cool you know I think it's so interesting something something you specifically said there was um that like it's not you actually lending a hand it's it's that people know that you have been to the same place like i remember being 17 and mm. and hearing uh hearing last night for the first time mm. and and hearing the line uh the as autumn turns back on me again part mm. being like <laughs> oh he's he's been here like th- this is a this is a like i didn't have like a super troubled past mm. but like being 17 sucks for everybody yeah like, <laughs> just across the board and I, I remember just being like oh he's been here like th- this is a this is a thing that we're relating on, even though it's it's like a super one way. Like what we were talking about before, it's it's a lot of go and not a lot of like, <laughs> or just like whatever you whatever it brought up for you might be one thing, and for me it was another. And even that can be, you know, people like I may have meant one thing when I wrote this, but other people are finding something else totally different out of it. And I think I've, you know, I've always tried to write lyrics in a way that um, somebody just asked me this question I feel like on Tumblr but I'm, I'm trying to remember what the uh, it, it, it was in terms of writing lyrics and I and I always tried to write things from like where you could look at it from different points of view which is very hard to do but I feel like um, that allows I think more people to make you know sort of fill in the blanks and, and, and make it make sense for themselves and I guess I mean all music kind of does that anyway but, but I, I specifically was trying to do that you know, for a while, um, or at least some songs I did it better on than others, but, um, and some songs are just, you know, pretty much straightforward, but. I gotcha. Yeah. Speaking so speaking of being kind of, kind of 17, a lot of our, a lot of our fans are between like 15 and 20 or like 14 and 19. I know that you've had some struggles with struggles, issues, things. <laughs> things sure i'd call them things idiosyncrasies that's what i call them now i like but, that yeah sure do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about like getting getting through that on your own and then like what kind of your your on the other side of those things if you are like what's your what's your advice looking back well it's so hard i feel like it's really difficult for somebody who is older to give somebody who is younger any sort of advice and i'm trying to remember because it's like the last thing i wanted to do was hear somebody say eventually things will get better and it is the truth but you can't hear it i think when you're a certain age and i 
maybe I'll say this. One thing I did that was very beneficial to me was that my dad would often give me advice or he would say things like, this may not make any sense to you now, but someday it might. And so he used to have this analogy of taking these, these, these ideas or whatever and just put them in your back pocket and then take them out a few years later and look at them and see if they make sense to you. And, and I kind of did that. And he, it, was just, it was just weird life stuff, you know, about, you know, if you don't try out for the team or, if, or whatever version of that is for you, you know, if you don't try to get involved or try something, like, you'll never know. Uh, oh, gosh. I, I can't really remember the exact phrasing, but it was something about just go out there and make a fool of yourself until you don't, you know, or think, and I'm, I'm totally rephrasing his words into my own, but that, that's sort of how, how it sounded to me is like, you know, cause I wasn't like, he, he, he wanted me to try out for baseball and do these things. And I wasn't really a sports guy, but you know, I, I try, but I think what I did is then I took that to like, you know, acting and I tried out for plays and I actually got parts and I, you know, played music and I made a fool of myself on stage and that was fine. But it, eventually it was like, I didn't care. Like I enjoyed what I was doing. And I think, um, my point in all of this is that if I have any advice for people, you know, I would say if it doesn't make any sense to you now, just write it down on a piece of paper or, you know, physically or, 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 um, or, or mentally put it in your back pocket and, you know, maybe someday it'll make sense to you. Uh, but what I have found and I'm, I, I, you know, part of my problem I think was that I, I, I sort of used drugs, um, as an escape form, you know, alcohol and drugs and things of that. And I, and I, for some reason, like I didn't like who I was and I don't know why I didn't like now I, I look at that person from, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. And I'm like, why did you not like yourself? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me now. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it was just like, I had this thought in my head and I just couldn't get it out of my head that I just was no good and that everything I did sucked and like, you know, just all of that stuff. And um, I developed a lot of anxiety around people and things and like, you know, stuff like I am afraid of heights and I don't really like oceans. Like I'm just scared of getting eaten or like drowning or whatever. They're, like I have these weird phobias and things, but those those aren't like I still have those and those are fine and I can deal with them. But like the not liking yourself stuff, that's just I I think there's part of me that always thinks that I'm a, a fraud, but, but I think I've, I've definitely like, I'm, I, I like like at least 80% of myself now, which is a huge improvement. Um, and I think, uh, what I did was I just sort of worked at it over the course of like, you know, and this is probably going to want to slap me, but like, you know, it took me like 10, 12 years to get to this point where I'm just, I'm like simply okay with myself but to me that's like a miracle you know and um just a, a, an example well first of all just stop using drugs and and drinking and that stuff like that's what i had to do first just to get to you know a, a just a normal normal place that's like uh, ground zero yeah, yeah that's just like that's just a no-brainer like you got to figure that out which is very hard to do as well uh, and there's a, a lot of, um, yeah. And I don't, I don't know how I did anything other than like, I, you know, I think, um, well, it's funny actually commit this to memory. That was, that was one of the first times where I actually, you know, half the record was written under the influence. And then 
bad, bad stuff went down, and I ended up going to L.A., and uh, the owner of the label, Brett Gerowitz, and his wife, they took me under their wing, and, you know, I got sober, and I was sober for many months, um, but I wrote the other half while I was sober, and then, um, you know, and I, I, I kept going out or, or, you know, messing up, relapsing, whatever you want to call it, and that went on for the next, I think, five or so years, but it got... It, I got more and more sober time than drug time, you know, after that point. And then I think, uh, I think it was in January of 2010 was the last drink I ever had. And it was, it was a weird sort of, like, I love this about it. Like, like my last time was sort of this weird, like I bought a bunch of beer and I was drinking it. And then like halfway through the case, I was just like, this is bullshit. And I was just over it. And I just poured the rest out and I'm like, this is just dumb. And it was so, such a like fizzling out of an experience like it wasn't a big last blowout kind of you know thing um and i and i love that and yeah so it's been like five and a half years since i had a drink um but that really was between 2010 and now is when i did the most work i think and uh for me a lot of um i get panicky i think or there was a time and my wife like was there for this where like i would i would just and I've never had anything like any doctors classify me as you are this and you are that. But I think the closest thing it could come to is being a bit manic followed by a bit of depression and where I would go, I would just be very creative for, you know, hours or whatever. And then I would crash and literally like I'd just lie on the ground for days and it was miserable and I couldn't get it. Like I couldn't move my body. It was weird. And, and I don't know what I, I, I think fighting that for me, and I don't know if anybody can relate to this or get this because I don't know what I'm, I don't know any of the technical stuff about what I'm talking about. But if you ever feel that where your mind is racing and like the more you fight it, the harder it is to do anything. So I found over time that if I get to the point where I'm approaching that stage where I just got to lie down, um, I'll do that. And I'll just let my mind race for a couple hours and then I kind of just jump up and start doing the dishes or something and just kind of like trick myself. And this is, I, I'm sorry. I hope this is not like the, this is probably the worst advice, but this is just kind of how I've dealt with things is that I try to stop them before they happen, like the panic and the, and the anxiety stuff. And I really have had very few episodes and now it's more like, maybe minutes where I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll feel myself becoming overwhelmed and I'll just lie down and just let it happen. And then just let my mind do whatever and not judge it. And then eventually I can get up and go about my day. And I just kind of, you know, I'm just a little more careful, but you know, I didn't take any medicine and I don't do any of that stuff. And I'm not, I have no feelings one way or the other. You know, I think that you know, some people need medicine and that's great. And some people don't, and that's great. Um, but I think for me, it was just years of trying to get, like I had a goal in mind and then I worked toward that goal and it was a very slow process. Um, but now I think I am more, I'm closer to the person I want to be than I ever have been before. And yeah. I threw a lot of stuff out there. I'm sorry. But th those are just, those are, you know, some things that, I don't know if that's exactly what you were asking, but. It is. And I think that kind of advice is really important to give to people where, like, the, 
the a lot of the a lot of the things you see, especially online, are are kind of cookie cutter, and they're they're very broad. And, and things like it gets better d- does a lot of help for people. But I think specific things like that, especially specific stories of people who have who have been down and and it took them a long time to get back up. Like it didn't mm. it didn't snap one day, and you're like, I love oh, myself. No. And that's the I think that's the biggest problem and misconception with the human race as people as humans is that I think everything that we want, we want immediately and we want it now. And it's, you know, cause everything is so like, if you want to, to listen to a song, you can get any song like that, uh, any movie, any whatever. And then it's like, Oh, I want to have, you know, I want to lose a hundred pounds. I want to have it happen like this. I want to do, you know, whatever it is. It's like, you want it instantly and you don't actually put in the work that's needed in order to get to that place. And it's not even about getting anywhere. It's about, you know, oh, there's a, I almost used a horrible, well, I don't know, it's not a horrible slogan, but it's just slogans, like, bum me out. But, you know, uh, there's one, I think, in AA, it's uh, about progress, not perfection. But that is true, and I guess that's why it's a slogan. Uh, But, yeah, it's like, I am not perfect by any means, but I'm so much, or, yeah, to quote John K. Sampson of The Weaker Thens, I am so much better than I used to be even though I won't say what came before that line in the song because it's, uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, and, yeah, and, and an analogy I used for, for um, being sober, which I, I don't, I'm sure somebody else has come up with this before, but I love this, this really worked for me, was that, you know, trying to get sober, right, day one, you open your eyes and it's like you just see bricks. You just see this brick wall in front of you, bricks to the left, bricks to the right. Uh, and then each day you've been sober, you kind of take a step back from that brick wall and you take another step back and another step back. And eventually you realize, oh, hey, this is a building and there are windows over here. There's a door over here. There's, you know, whatever. And you take more steps back. You get a few weeks, a few months, whatever. And then you realize, oh, there's many buildings. Okay. And then even further back and you realize, oh, this is an entire city that I'm looking at here. And my point to that is that you really have no idea what's going on with yourself when you're so close to something, whatever it is, if it's drug addiction, um, if, you know, uh, just, or, you know, in my case, that's really what it was. Or, um, and so the further away you can get from it by any means necessary, is just uh, the better you have, the better picture you have of what it really is. And so now, you know, for me, as bad as it can get now, it's still way better than it would be if I go back to using drugs. Um, and so that, I don't know. And, and I find inspiration and, uh, um, I guess inspiration's the best word I could use in, in, in new places. Um, so I guess like, yeah, I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say right now, but uh, my perspective has changed. And that's that's a big thing, especially with, you know, being under the influence versus not under the influence. You know, you have to take that stuff out in order to really find out who you are, because I think it's been, you know, it clouded you for so long. Um, And what I found right away was a mess, a mess, uh, you know, and then I had to work through some stuff. But but yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty good these days. So there's that. That's great. Um, we, I, I have certainly pushed the amount of time that we. we uh, I am happy to be talking about this stuff forever. I do probably need to preserve my voice a little bit, but 
But um, but yeah, this has been good. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, that was perfect. Sure. Thank oh. you. I think that's going to help people a lot. Hopefully. I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, my weird experience. And I think like the the main thing I want to say is that like, you know, I think I was like afraid I would lose something by being sober, but I'm just as big of a weirdo fuck up, whatever you want to call it that I was before. I'm just a little more, I'm just, I'm just a lot more productive, you know? Uh, so that's my pitch. That's my pitch to all of you. Well, hey, Justin, mm-hmm. thank you so much for doing this. We yeah. really appreciate it. Um, everybody, we're going to see you in two weeks. Thank you.